Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Hi, Phil here, and welcome to episode 69 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. If you want to find out more about the podcast, just visit itcareerenergizer.com. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Ben Stopford. Ben is a software architect and engineer, currently working at Confluent on the Apache Kafka team. Ben has previously worked at RBS and ThoughtWorks, as well as a few other financial institutions. So Ben, can I ask you to expand on that brief introduction and tell us a little bit more about yourself? That's a pretty good intro. Done a few different roles in my in my kind of career from software engineering, bit of kind of management stuff, a bit of organizational stuff. Slightly unusually in comparison with some of my contemporaries, I didn't study computer science. Um, that's pretty unusual with most of the people that I work with. I did a kind of master's afterwards, but I was originally um, studied physics and went into IT after that. And then, yeah, my career is pretty much split 50-50. So the first kind of decade was um, mostly kind of building business systems in sort of larger companies. And you said you mentioned ThoughtWorks. Yeah. And then the second half was very much more around kind of data technologies, databases, data platforms, and then currently uh, Kafka, which is a, a streaming platform. Right. Okay. Ben, can you maybe tell us a unique career tip that the IT career energizer audience needs to know and maybe don't? I guess one of the ones that was less obvious to me, and bear in mind that I like started my career 20 years ago, but probably the one that was the least obvious to me was I kind of assumed, um, certainly in the very hierarchical company that I entered, that to progress in my career meant that um, I should somehow become some kind of manager and then move my way up this kind of career ladder. That seems like a very natural way to kind of progress your career. And that actually does work. Um, and it works very well if you're good at management, although management is actually kind of very multifaceted. But I think the interesting thing that I kind of learned about that is that um, the funny thing about that kind of pursuit of management is that it tends to be kind of linked with the idea of uh, sort of having some degree of autonomy and maybe some having some kind of degree of, of power over like the things that you do and actually those things whilst you are kind of gifted those in a management role since in some ways it's not the only way to kind of get them and that actually really autonomy comes really from the respect that other people kind of have for you and if you have if you add value to a company, then you tend to get, get given autonomy. And this sort of, certainly the idea of, of power, which is really kind of influence, and um, that comes really from, from people respecting you. So these two things aren't, aren't really linked. And it's very possible to, to have a successful career in both the kind of management track, and it's very possible to have a career in a pure tech track. And it's also possible to sit in between. And I think I've probably, over my career, sort of done various different roles which have kind of spanned uh, different pieces in between or actually right, right the way across that spectrum. But yes, yeah, so I think the tagline would be 
Um, don't feel that to progress, you have to be a manager. I totally agree with you. I think there are two potential routes you can take. I think one is the the management route, which, as you say, is a, a pretty much a traditional path. But I think also, particularly in an industry like um, IT, there's that ability for you to develop your career in a specialist area. Um, and not necessarily being the only thing you do, but it is your specialism. Yeah. Ben, can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? There's probably a few of these, but I think the one that kind of probably resonated with me the most was um, the first job I took, which was back in 1999, was in an investment bank. I ended up working for this guy who was um, quite hard to work for, let's put it that way. Right. Um, I think he had... Um, he took the world quite seriously. This was okay. We kind of had a rapport and kind of got on. But um, I remember when I when I finally left, I kind of I now went in and asked this chap. I think I, I updated him on something. And uh, he just kind of completely flipped. And it's what, what I would refer to as basically hair drying. <laughs> and he kind of just like shouted at the top of his head in the middle of an open fan office. And I had literally, I just literally just given some little update or it was some innocuous thing. And uh, I kind of went back to my desk and I kind of sat there and I remember looking at my hands and they were shaking and I was like, okay, yeah, there's something that's not kind of right here. And since then I basically had a rule, which is that I don't, I don't work for anyone that I don't like. (laughs) And, um, and I think since then, I've had once, I've briefly had that problem again. And I kind of got myself out of that situation pretty quickly. Yeah. Those sort of things really affect your life. Probably nothing affects your life more than actually the relationship that you have with your, your colleagues and, and, and your boss. So that's definitely worth investing in. And if it's not right, just cut it. Cut it early. Yep. Yeah. That's, that doesn't sound like a very uh, enjoyable experience at all. Yeah. I wouldn't want to repeat it particularly, but <laughs> it happens. Okay, uh, so moving away from your maybe your worst moment, can you maybe tell us about your IT career highlight? For me, it's kind of torn between a few different areas, but I'll, I'll kind of I'll kind of go with the. Um, I think I actually probably go with forming this. I formed this team at RBS, which built this data platform, and this was probably a, a career highlight for me because I've actually kind of been. It was a mission, basically. That's that's what made it a real highlight. It was kind of a. This was shortly after the financial crash. The bank was in a, not in a great way, and it was attempting to find ways to increase the efficiency of its technology function. And the, the project was really about around kind of joining together the data um, in all of these different areas of the bank and kind of building a platform around it. Um, a kind of microservices, what would now be called microservices platform around it that was going to reduce costs. And and this problem actually of sharing data between different applications in, in a company is is something that I actually think we don't do that well. Even today, um, we don't do that well. Well, certainly the, there's a lot more that we could do, um, although we're better than, than we used to be. But yeah, that sort of having, uh, getting an opportunity to kind of have a crack at that challenge and then putting together a team and, and a really interesting piece of technology. That was probably my career highlight. That was like a, 
it was a very enjoyable experience. It sort of, uh, it was very productive. Um, there was a lot of innovation going on. We were sort of pushing papers and that kind of thing. So that was, that was definitely the my main career highlight. Although I have to say the, the, it's, it's a tough one. So I'm just going to throw in a couple of little ones, which I think just, uh, I won't tell stories about, but I think actually uh, the first time I pair programmed with somebody who was really good at pair programming, that was a career highlight. I think that's quite a unique experience. And I um, I think not enough people have experienced that. Or even actually seeing a sort of highly productive team, the one that kind of has a real buzz. That's a great feeling. So Ben, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? It seems pretty obvious that, you know, software is eating the world. And, um, you know, if you work in IT, you're kind of at the heart of that. And I think we know, you know, I've got a one-year-old daughter and the future for her is going to look very different to the future that, that we've um, we've been through so far. And that's going to, it's, it's just, I guess, exciting to be at the heart of that. And I kind of have this one mission, which is really pretty much stemmed from that, that project that I, I talked about before, which is that this sort of confluence of, of, of data and companies and applications coming together and the technology that brings those together has really changed a lot, particularly in the last decade. That's for me is, is actually really interesting. So many, when I started my career, basically people kind of just built applications with a database and they would occasionally talk to some other application, but it was something of a kind of afterthought. Whereas today we're able to build these kind of much more integrated systems, which work on much larger data sets. We have this whole field of heavyweight data technologies and streaming technologies, which allowed, allow many different applications to coordinate in a way that really wasn't possible before. And we're kind of getting a whole reinvention of a lot of kind of old ideas munged in with new ideas, event-driven architectures, and you've got kind of the whole reactive thing going on and um, stream processing and machine learning and all of these things kind of coming together. I mean, I, I find that really exciting. That's kind of what uh, literally keeps me awake at night. <laughs> Hopefully positively anyway. Yes, yes, in a, sorry, in a good way, yes, yes, very much in a good way. <laughs> okay, we're going to move into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? Sure. Okay. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Yeah, I've got a really bad answer to this, which is um, it's actually money, which is a bit sad, I'm sorry to say. But um, I was a physicist, and um, actually being a physicist is really also quite fun, but the pay is kind of terrible, so... Uh, I always enjoy programming, so I kind of moved into IT really for a uh, um, originally just for the to try and pay off my student loans. <laughs> and so that's 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 not the the best answer, but um, it's a truthful one. Fair enough. What is the best career advice you've ever received? It was actually about dealing with kind of difficult situations, and this may be kind of obvious, but it wasn't obvious to me at the time, and. The advice was basically um, that when you get in, get in a difficult situation, there's a very simple formula, which is that you, you stick exclusively to facts and you basically remove all the emotion. And um, the best way to sort of implement this is uh, in an email. So like, I don't know, you're in some kind of like slightly sticky or confrontational situation with someone. And um, uh, you basically write an email and then you just look at the email and you just literally just 
work out what what is the minimum facts that you need to say and then you just like remove all of the any emotional content any emotional word whatsoever and communicate that way and you kind of let the whole sort of situation diffuse yes and that's kind of it's quite easy to practice an email if to do it in person actually takes a bit of skill it took me a, a while to kind of get better at that but actually that skill is really important i think i think um as you go in your career I mean, some people just do this stuff naturally, but for most of us that don't, um, I think you kind of actually have to, to sort of learn, learn these things. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was probably the one that I found most useful. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I would go and work at ThoughtWorks from the start or some other, I, mean, I don't know what ThoughtWorks is like these days, but <laughs> I would work at a company where you smart technology people go or want to want to work and where they practice pair programming and the reason for that is that you you just learn in a completely different way when you pair with people uh, you learn their little idiosyncrasies you learn um, little tricks that they have and actually i think this is one of the things that's that's quite different working in kind of silicon valley um so silicon valley is very good at like people in Silicon Valley are very, very good at kind of computer science problems, kind of what they're trained for. They're not always so good at the software engineering side, which is actually much more kind of procedural. Um, it's much more about kind of learning practices and learning how to like structure things and design more design in there. So it's much harder to kind of understand, or sort of to learn from a book. And pairing is, you know, so I think the, the ideal career is basically learn computer science because you're gonna have to learn all that sort of stuff at some point it's easier if you get taught it with your degree i can testify to that and then yes go somewhere where you can really um have a sort of formative experience to learn software engineering techniques which are again you kind of have to learn from other people or through experimentation yourself but it's a lot easier if you kind of pair with people who know what they're doing and been doing it for 20 years so i would definitely do that what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Yeah, I'm going to sound like I'm saying the same thing again. <laughs> I, I still pretty much work on this this kind of one problem. So although I do a lot of stuff on streaming, one of the main reasons that I'm confluent is because because of this, this sort of problem of trying to attach move data between different applications and finding a better way for that to actually work. Not so much in a static sense, but as like an organization evolves. And Kafka's a really good way of doing that. Streaming's a really good way of doing that. I actually don't think we're we're there yet. Like I tried a database to solve that problem, like a big distributed database, like custom built one. And uh, we've been doing this with kind of with this with a distributed log, which is a bit like a database, but cross with a messaging system. Um, it's sort of more messaging system than database. And um, I'm very much interested in seeing this sort of the progression of that particular sort of data sets grow in size and velocity and all that sort of stuff but particularly around this problem of how different teams and different ab- applications um, can collaborate and what's the number one non-technical skill that's helped you in your career so far there's this concept called the the fundamental attribution error and i always end up thinking about this a lot so this is sort of like this it's like this thing where you like um Imagine you're like driving down the road and someone kind of pulls out in front of you and you sort of like 
think to yourself, ah, you're a terrible driver or whatever. But actually, they, there's, there's a good chance that they're actually were a terrible driver because they're dashing to the hospital because their daughter's being born or whatever it might be. And we're, we as humans are really bad at, um, at kind of explaining this. We tend to sort of pick the most obvious answer to somebody else's reaction to something. And we tend to often kind of like assume it has something to do with us. And when there's actually like many, many other plausible explanations. And um, certainly I think there's a skill. I don't know if it's really a skill, but it's, it's an, I think there's a, a type of skill, which is literally just to sort of go through life and try and see uh, all of the other reasons why people do things, the things that they do. And I think that kind of makes you, on the most part, slightly more balanced, maybe, and certainly um, a little bit happier. Ben, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? It's really there's just this idea of motivation and the fact that motivation is actually your probably your most precious commodity. It depends kind of how your brain works a little bit. But what I tend to find is that you are motivated or I am motivated to do something at some point in time. And um, that motivation won't actually last. So when you are when you do feel yourself like motivated to do something productive, make use of that at that point in time. Like try and like capitalize on that. And that's how you kind of most of the things that you do that are significant actually come from kind of realizing that you have a sort of innate desire to do something and then and then kind of following through on that. One of the other things about getting slightly older is that you, you sort of realize that um, as you get older, you kind of trade, you kind of make a trade where you trade the sort of energy of youth or the, maybe the motivation of youth for a, a degree of um, experience and there's actually this kind of constant trade-off. We're sort of a, it's a sort of a zero-sum game. Um, so yeah, make you, when you're motivated, make use of it. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and potentially connect with you? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm um, uh, Ben Stopford on LinkedIn. I have a website, uh, benstopford.com. Um, I actually once wrote a post a while back on this kind of thing. If you're interested. And that sort of stuff. And um, I also write a bit on the Confluent blog if you have any interest in stream processing or event-driven applications and that kind of thing. And I actually also have a book coming out. Ah. It's Designing Event-Driven Systems, uh, which comes out in about three weeks. Right. Okay, so by the time this goes out, that should be uh, available to buy. Yeah, it's, well, it's actually an ebook, so it's free. <laughs> but okay. um, but it's uh, it's like a proper O'Reilly book. <laughs> right. Okay. Cool. Ben, thank you so much for joining me in the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Cool. Thanks, Phil. My thanks to Ben for being my guest on today's show. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e69. In next week's episode, I'll be talking with Dylan Beattie, a software architect, conference speaker, and musician. Thanks again for listening. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.